everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Well, hello, everyone. This is actually not Emma Daughter. This is David Zena, and I'm joined with Katie Shemansky. Hi, guys. We are excited to be here. Katie and I get to serve together on the community team where uh, we get to lead with our small group. So, Katie, tell, tell everybody a little bit about your job. Yeah, my job. So here at Watermark Community Church, which most of y'all probably members listening, um, we get to care for and shepherd the body through small groups that are typically gender-specific, um, women, single women, single men's, and then married community groups. And so my role is to help care for single women's community groups. And she does an excellent job. And not only that, she is also the home run derby queen <laughs> of Watermark Community Church. And so if you have a wiffle ball and a bat, Katie needs, to be, Katie needs to be on your team. <laughs> so, well, we are excited to be here talking about Acts 20 today. And so what Katie and I thought we would start with is just a quick summary when we think about the book of Acts. And that is, you know, you from Acts 1a, we hear Jesus say, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so as Acts just builds on that one verse. And so chapter 2, we see Christ followers receiving the Spirit. Two, end of 2 through chapter 7, we see the church exploding in Jerusalem. And then as only God can do, persecution. Most people think about persecution, but God uses it to send the gospel throughout Judea when we see uh, Acts chapter 8 through 12. And then from Acts 13 through 28, we see Paul and all of his buddies spreading the good news over the Roman Empire. And so we're kind of at the end of that. In Acts 20, we are right in the middle of the explosion and the end of Paul's third missionary journey. So Katie, as you read Acts 20, what were what were some things that stuck out to you? What 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 did you see in there that you thought would be uh, good to visit talk about today? Yeah, David, this was so good for my heart. I at first I honestly didn't really know exactly what was going on. It seemed like there was some sort of uproar that had happened before and um Paul was kind of just all over the place, but as he he interacts with the Ephesus elders, I was just overwhelmed by the weight of him not counting his life for anything outside of the goodness and grace of the gospel yeah. uh, and just the weight of as elders and overseers and shepherds, which not only applies to our headship, but I think you and I as well, just the weight of not only just paying a careful attention to the flock, but to ourselves. And so I think it was just a convicting a good call out to me to just what does it look like to be spirit-led and paying careful attention to myself. Yeah. I mean, Paul being compelled by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem where he knows, you know, in verse 22, he talks about he knows he's going to be experiencing prison and hardships. So mm-hmm. as we as we lead a church, do you, uh, do you think most people are like, hey, sign me up for that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I don't want to be signed up for that, but uh, that is the way Paul leads out. And it's amazing to see. Uh, and in verse 24, just he tells us why he does this. Mm. And when he says, I consider my life worth nothing to me, if only I may finish the la- race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task to testifying to the gospel of God's grace. Mm. And... Paul is such a great example for us in that. And then as he's talking about that, he wants to encourage the 
uh, Ephesian elders. And so when you, when you read the uh, encouragement that he gives and the warnings he gives, what are some things that stand out to you when you read that? Yeah. Uh, one, the Holy Spirit. That the fact the Holy Spirit has what is what made them overseers uh, to care for this church of God that He obtained with His own blood. Uh, I did not obtain it with my blood. <laughs> I don't know about you, David. And if you would have, it would not have been enough. Right. Um, but yeah, I think just this continual weight of overseer that has to infer that there's something internal or external that's going to come and um, potentially create chaos within the flock. And so what does it look like to be sheep uh, with a good shepherd and to be entrusted as a shepherd, knowing that I'm equally not the good shepherd, though? And just what does it look like to be spirit-led and and this emphasis on dedicating our service to the power and leadership of the Lord and His Word, not my word or my my bent towards listening to my own spirit or flesh for for another word. Right, right. Well, and I think then he gives the warnings of be on our guard for the distorters of the truth to Mm. draw you away. You know, we see that in verse 30 and 31. And the contrast there of, uh, as we were talking earlier, the contrast there of those who want to proclaim the name of Jesus and those that want to proclaim the name of themselves. Hmm. And that just as you were talking about being spirit-led to being flesh-led, spirit-led, you want to proclaim the name of Christ. Flesh-led, you want your name to become great. Hmm. And... May it never be said of us that we want our name to become great, but we want the name of Jesus to become great. Yeah. And I know as leaders, I love seeing that modeled through our elders Mm. in the way that they pray more than they make decisions. When they have to deal with things, they're praying more for the Spirit to lead them in those decisions. As we as leaders are meeting together, we want to spend more time praying than we do anything else because we want to make sure our mission and our hearts are aligned and it's not doing anything to proclaim the name of Watermark Community Church. This church's name is going to be forgotten, but the name of Jesus will never be. Mm. And that's what uh, that's what we want to be about. Yeah, David, how would you say, I mean, of course, prayer it sounds, but how would you say you guys do fight to guard your own spiritual moral purity and, and these things that kind of come with shepherding the flock in this way? Well, I think one of the great ways that we do that is through community at Watermark. Hmm. and Never heard of it. <laughs> you deal with that often, and I wish we could spend a whole 45 minutes on just talking about community. Yeah. But I know that community is a great, a great way for us, not only in our leadership roles, but also in the roles of our own personal lives, because there are blind spots that we have that we don't see. Mm. And we need others around us helping us, helping us to um, protect our hearts and our minds from drifting. And left to myself, I'm going to drift towards the the desires of my flesh. But when I'm around others and I'm around uh, my community, it helps me to stay grounded. And, you know, I pray that I can say that I am always compelled by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. because I know then that um, that the the things of this that my flesh of this world will not come out, but the fruit of the Spirit will be coming out. Yeah, David, I just want to encourage you. It's been so. David is my boss and and gets to care for me, and and just as I've walked uh, alongside of what. 
I mean, Paul warns about that we see within the church. Sometimes this persecution happens not, I mean, often within the church. He's warning that it's going to come from inside. Um, that's been on my doorstep a lot. And I've just gotten to watch you uh, stand in front of me in prayer and counsel. And um, it's just sweet to watch your life. And as Paul references what Jesus says, if it's more blessed to give than to receive, I've watched that play out in your life. And I've watched that play out in the elders' lives. It allows me to then be reminded that man, what we're doing matters and God's word and his authority really is greater and his glory really is greater than the glory that I think I want, which is often when I want to cower um, to persecution. It's because, oh no, they've, they're have they attacking me right. or they're attacking Watermark instead of, man, Christ <laughs> is sufficient and uh, he's going to get glory and God's been making, giving himself glory from the beginning. And so I, I just am so thankful to be under leadership that really does exemplify this idea that it's more blessed to give than to receive and, and to not do so from a place of getting glory later. Or sometimes I can have almost this, uh, I have to give it up out of a legalistic or almost this, I'm going to be punished view, but it's sweet to be reminded of, no, it's good. It's a joyful life. It's fun. And yeah. um, just grateful for your example in that. Well, thank you. And I'm grateful for your steadfast faithfulness to uh, loving God and loving others the way that you do, Katie. It's fun to serve together. And so verse, uh, I think it's 36, just talks about, hey, when he said this, he knelt down with all of them and prayed. And so why don't we just pray real quick, Katie? Let's do it. Father, we are grateful for Paul's encouragement to the Ephesus elders because we read in Revelation 2 how Jesus says to the church in Ephesus, these are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. Father, may how the church in Ephesus did, may we do, may we endure hardships for your name, and may we not grow weary. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, we are all, we are thankful <laughs> that we are on this journey together. So yeah, that's why Emma, Emma says it much better than we do, but hey, we are thankful that we are all on this journey together. All right, Katie, all good right. to be with you. Hagwow. All right, Hagwow. Hey, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.